Hello everyone, welcome back to Tales of Adea. We are here today with episode 12, titled Deja Who, which is still the episode title that I'm most proud of. Um, don't give me those looks, I know, I know how terrible I am. In any case, we are here on the precipice of something possibly game-changing, so I will not waste too much time and get us as close as possible to finding out what happens next. So, Postitia, March 15th, year 51 of the new era. Despite the cold winds and snow, the streets of Postitia crawl with life. Lines of traffic, horses with enchanted hooves, and carts with protected wheels slowly trudge across the icy snow, unwilling to care about the miserable weather. One of these cold winds blows through the enormous Katsdai district, and pushes its way between the city wall and the tall buildings within, down one Tenebrin lane. There, it passes over a crowd of people, still talking about what they saw mere minutes ago, when a freelancer shot someone down in the middle of the street. Yet the wind moves on, and their indignity fades in the distance, and it passes by a boring old warehouse, seemingly closed for the day. Some of that wind passes under the doors and through cracks in the shutters, and finds a scene of horrors. Three large spider drakes, their bodies scaled like a dragon's, but covered in sticky excretions and carried by eight massive legs, stand over two unconscious bodies. A small storm churns in one corner. Part of the upper floor has collapsed, and yet the creatures are undeterred. Three of the ashen hearts remain standing, seeking desperately for a way out of this gruesome conundrum. But near the storm, with bloodied and broken scales, lies one unconscious Turnock on the brink of death. You are already in initiative, and it is Turnock's turn. So Turnock, Bruno, welcome back. I'm sorry that you couldn't be here last time, and unfortunately, you must now do possibly one of the hardest things there's to do. So please roll a death saving throw for me. You want to look at it? No, I can't see it. Two. <laughs> Two. Damn. Okay. Um. One moment. Um, My heart's fucking pounding, man. That's okay. Bear with me. <clears throat> so, Turnock. Um, I'm going to move you, as what happens next is only for you, into another audio channel. Okay. The rest of you, feel free to discuss as you go. Alright, Bruno. Um, one second. Pulling you up again. <clears throat> Tarnock. The world around you goes black. You feel nothing. Endless, dark nothingness. Yet you are there, somewhere, and you almost feel like your eyes are closed, unable to be opened. But the peace that you hoped would wash over you fails to arrive. Instead, Something tugs at you, at what is left of you, 
at all that has ever been you. It tugs like a gentle question, asked, but that you didn't quite hear. Then, that tugging grows into a pulling, the unknown question becoming more insistent. And finally, that question ceases to be a question at all, and becomes a demand that you couldn't possibly resist. Without opening eyes that you're not sure you still have, you feel the presence of something immense. Something so overwhelming and enormous that it stretches to eternity all around you, permeating everything. It threatens to swallow you whole, but it waits. You have a brief moment without breath outside of time to contemplate that great presence and memories flood back to you. Memories of standing in a make-believe version of the world, of shards of mirrors, and of a being that offered you a deal, and the nature of that deal. All around you is now quiet, not empty yet anymore. And you hear a voice, a familiar voice, and they say, Time is short, Turnock. You're able to open your eyes. You find yourself standing in a deep cavern, lit unnaturally by a light that is not yet light, an unlight that draws in as much as it gives. The cavern's dimensions seem unreal, both at once giving the impression of being incredibly wide, large and open, and yet claustrophobic and tiny and pressing down upon you. What draws your attention is at the center of this cavern, in which stands a single impossible shape. Inside of it, you see, through the fractured angles of this impossible shape, the diminutive figure of the individual that you met previously. They stand just beyond, inside of this shape, watching you reflected a thousand times in the different parts of the angled glass that is not glass. I am sorry. The same choice now stands before you. But the price is greater, much greater. Our time to talk is over. I can save you from this fate and send you back to save your friends with the powers I promised. But I can only do this by claiming you before all the others, and this I can only do with your consent. In this, I will honor the spirit of our agreement. But you must understand that you will belong to me. This time, you cannot choose to walk away. Or you can move on into the beyond. What is your choice? Or I answer. Mm -hmm. I check if I have my sword on. You do. You have everything that you have previously. Solidified mm -hmm. again into the person that you are. 
Yeah. I accept the terms of the deal as I had once before. <clears throat> There's a brief pause. You see that the figure behind the glass nods once. And you think for a moment nothing will happen. Before something pulls at you and you're drawn away at incredible speed. You feel something cold latch onto the side of your neck. Put your hand there maybe as you're flying away. Through endless nothing. Through darkness. And you feel that there's something raised on your skin. On the scales that doesn't belong there. <clears throat> I'm going to move you back to the channel with the others. A semi-natural nat hey environment. Alright. Uh, one moment for the music. And there we go. Welcome back. Barnek or, or Turnock rises as an angel transformed with 200 hit points. Of course. But also... Okay. Those of you paying attention... Yeah. Sorry, you want to say something? No, no, you, no just go on, okay. go on. Those of you paying attention, watch as Turnock, barely breathing on the ground, stop breathing. And for a moment, you grow hopeless. But then, you watch as his fingers twitch, and you hear a distant crackling of water suddenly freezing to ice and you watch as an icy sheen covers him and he rises to his feet turn up you awaken with a gasp feeling very cold your skin and armor covered in this icy armor all your wounds healed to full and ready to fight so what do you want to do with your turn? I am see I'm right next to this yep. one creature right here. That's right. And there's Myra. I'm I am going to attack one of them. Alright. Fighting spirit on. Mm-hmm. That's it. Alright, so you give yourself and advantage. Great weapon. Yeah? Yeah. Go ahead. Great weapon. Stuffy stuff, good stuff. Twenty. Twenty. Twenty hits. Go ahead and roll damage. Nineteen. Wow. So Tornak rises, immediately turns around, calmly, puts his blade into a fighting stance, and begins cutting at the nearest spider drake, carving off a good portion of its flesh and leaving gaping a, a gaping wound on its torso. It suddenly, it doesn't seem to have very clear eyes, but it still turns its head to Tornak, and in its body language, everyone can read a measure of surprise as Tarnok suddenly stands before it again. Uh, you have another attack. 
Yes, I'm going for it right now. All right. I also have five temporary hit points. Uh, just to clarify, did you attack the one to the right or to the bottom of you? Um, I was thinking this one. All yeah, right. right. All right. Uh, and uh, attacking again. All right, go for it. Um, let me switch everyone. Eighty-two. Very nice. That hits. I'm gonna yeah. switch everyone over to the bottom map real quick. One moment. And that is twenty-three damage. Wow. Okay. Um, so that is some seriously hefty blows from Turnock as he carves into it twice for uh, a total of 42 damage, if I understand correctly. Yes, that's, that's correct. So yeah, as you cut and cut, actually one of the legs comes clean off, a spray of like acidic green blood coming out. You manage to dodge it easily. Um... And you face off with these two who suddenly, uh, the two around you both focus their attention um, on you immediately. I, I, I still have my my movement, I'm guessing, yeah. and you know, reaction and stuff. Yeah. If I could use that movement to just look behind me, locate the others, and yell, someone grab Myra and get out of here. I yell that to the okay. top of my lungs. But okay, so you all hear Turnock's voice suddenly um, coming coming in. Um, Barnack, your turn. Mm. Carrying someone is half my movement, right? Yeah. Okay. Um... I know. Okay. Uh, okay. My hunter's mark is still on, right? But it's on another one. Yeah, it's on the bottom one here. Yeah. With the right. wavy lines. Yeah, with with that we we yeah. did that. Um. Okay. So, as my bonus action, I will also mark it as my prey. Okay, so the bottom one gets marked as prey as well. Yeah, and I will shoot twice, okay. and then go get Myra. All right, go I ahead and make your attack rolls. My, my actual dice, so I'll just roll in roll twenty. Uh, with sharpshooter. That is a twenty-three. With sharpshooter, that hits. That's uh, hold on and plus three d six because I still have fire arrows. Yeah, so fire arrows, hunter's mark, and your prey thing, right? Yeah, so that's twenty damage plus nine, so that's twenty nine damage. Twenty nine points of damage. Very nice. And I'll shoot one more time. All right. So Barnack, um, taking in the command from a re-arisen Turnock uh, in stride, immediately fires off two fiery arrows at the bottom, the furthest away, Spider Drake. For an 18. 18. Uh, that does just barely hit. You watch as it like sinks into the armor, and you think for a moment it hasn't had any effect, but then at the last second it actually 
seems to push itself forward almost unnaturally so into the flesh beneath. And that's six and uh, 20, 28 and six, 24 damage. Wow. All right. Um, are you still rolling for the flame arrows, by the way? Yes. You shouldn't. Oh. So you should subtract one of them because I cast um, Storm Sphere, which is right. also concentration. Oh, okay. So that's minus Sorry three, about minus that. three. That's uh, plus five again. Yeah. All right. So yeah, despite the lack of flaming to the arrows, they still strike true, uh, and like they find places just in the scaly armor of the spider drakes uh, to penetrate into the tender flesh beneath. And you watch as the the one that Barnak has been attacking, the one that's been taking the most damage, definitely kind of rears up and it's it's look looks back, wants to retreat, but at the same time, uh, it obviously can't back up into the storm without taking more damage. Um, Alright, Barnak, and then you wanted to move and go to Myra, correct? Yeah. Yeah, I'll go and try to protect her. Okay. Very good. Um, then we go to its turn. Um, it will move out of the storm, but it starts inside the storm, which means it has to make its strength saving throw? No, it's either when it appears or when it ends it there. So. Ah, okay. So um, it's... I don't know about the... It's difficult terrain, so it does spend... Ten. Twice as many. Yeah. So it spends 10 yeah. feet of movement to get out of it. Um, but once it is outside, it will. Um, it has already used its poison breath. Um, it will use its bite and its claws. Uh, so that's one bite, two claw attacks against Barnak. It's a natural 20 on the bite. Oh, jeez. I'm not going to use this die anymore. The The metal dice are too good. That bye is bye. a dirty 20 to hit. Still hits. And that's a 25 to hit. Okay, that didn't go any better. That doesn't. Uh, that's a lot of damage. Alright, let me do the crit first. That's uh, lethal. And that should be illegal. So that isn't bad. So the crit is going to be 24 points of damage. Uh, oh, fuck. It has poison damage on the bite. So uh, I'll roll that normally because you have resistance, right? I have resistance, and if it makes me... It's not a saving, a saving throw. throw. It's just poison yeah, damage. Okay. It's just the damage type. So that is a um, total of an additional 9 points of poison damage. Um, which it would be 18, but since you are resistant, it's 9. Okay, so that's the bite. And then two claw attacks that hit. Keep subtracting. I want to know what's yeah. going on. It's going to be... Oh, I rolled 10. is a 14 on the first one. And... Um, eight plus four is 12 on the second one. 47, 12. That's 59. I am down. I had 58 health and I'm... A Jesus fuck Christ. 59. Hold on, you took how much from the first one? 20... 24 plus 9 uh, for, for... 33. 33 plus 14. Oh yeah, 7. Wow, damn. 12, 59. Okay. So, so yeah, you see, you see Barnack running forward and 
Don't worry, Myra, I'll say... <laughs> Okay, um... After its turn, the door behind you guys creaks open to the street, and a black hat comes rushing in. Um, let me move him onto the floor here. Make him visible. So in this case, the tokens are not necessarily representative, they're just generic tokens, but uh, one of the black hats comes running in uh, with their traditional armor, the black cap on, um, and ready for a fight, and seeing just the absolute mayhem uh, that is going on, he is going to uh, rush out forward, and he is going to use his heavy crossbow to fire at the one that is towering over Barnack, and which is essentially towering over two unconscious people. That's one, two, three, four, five, six. And um, let's see if he hits. That is going to be a plus four to hit only. Let's see if the good die. That's a 16. So you guys hear the clinking of a uh, crossbow bolt just sh uh, like bouncing off of the scaled armor of the spider drake. But definitely, Jean-Jacques, you become aware that there is help um, trying to arrive. Not necessarily for this situation, but just because there was a commotion. Um, but obviously, uh, there may be more coming. Um, so that is, unfortunately, his turn there. Myra, for you, while well, we discussed what happens, um, so please uh, go ahead. As you guys watch... Um, Myra sort of sluggishly and with slightly unnatural mo movements writes herself and comes up standing. Um, there's a slight bluish glow from her left shoulder from under the armor and, and things that she wears, but you can still see like little like glowing bits trailing out. Um, Myra, you are standing and you see a lot of enemies around you. Um, first thing I'm going to do is cast Spiritual Weapon. Okay. Uh, right, right there. Uh, and then I will rush up to this one. Uh, right. My Spiritual Weapon is going to attack the one. Okay. Uh, Go ahead and make that attack first. Uh, 19? Uh, 19 hits. Ooh, an eight on the die. I forget the spiritual weapon. Add anything. Uh, charisma or well, no, you're spellcasting modifier. I think. Oh, yes, it does. So eight plus five, thirteen. Damn. Wait. So and what? Thank what you. just for for flavor? What shape does your spiritual weapon take? Hmm. It's probably a mace similar to mine. Okay. A well-crafted mace. Uh, and then I'm gonna take my attack and hit that one. All right, go for it. Uh, sixteen on the die plus seven, twenty-three. Twenty-three hits. Uh, seven points of fourteen damage. Damn. Okay. Seven. So both of the ones, um, both of the southern ones, let's say, on this map, uh, have been savaged pretty badly. Like, they've done a lot of work on you guys, 
Um, but they also look pretty wounded themselves. They are bleeding from several places. Their scales have been cracked or shorn away entirely by a sword. And they are definitely looking hurt. The final one, however, is looking pretty good still. Um, next up after Myra is uh, another spider drake. Who is going to uh, use its action to fly? Um, not allowed to do that. What the fuck? <laughs> well, not its action. Sorry, its movement. Actually, you've got a good point. <laughs> um, and um, that will provoke opportunity attacks from you guys if you wish. So please feel free to attack as it flies away from you guys. So it goes at double movement speed. Uh, it's going to be ten to move five. I'm guessing that you know, great weapon master, these these stuff are these apply applicable to. Yeah, yeah. If you want. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They are. I just change. Uh, eighteen for me to hit. Twenty plus minus five, fifteen. Yeah. Uh, eighteen hits. Fifteen does not, unfortunately. Yeah. Okay, so this is going to be 10, 20, 29 25, points 30, 35, 40, 35, 50, I rolled the wrong sword. 60. Um, it will fly up towards Jean-Jacques. <clears throat> um, sorry, how much damage is that, Myra? Nine. Nine, okay. Uh, yeah, so you, you crack it another, like, really good hit, um, and you see that it actually, like, as it's flying, it kind of wavers a little bit, but it does manage to get away from the storm and towards the one who created the storm. Um... It is now going to use its uh, web ability. And so Jean-Jacques is going to try to hit you with a plus five for a 20 to hit. 20 hits? Okay. You and it are... uses action? It can still do that? Uh, I misspoke. It just uses movement. It can fly as it's moving. Ah, so, gotcha. Um, gotcha. So as it flies up to you, it spits forth this like gooey webbing and it covers you in it and you become restrained um, within that webbing. So I have to look up real quick to make sure I understand restraint. Can't take actions, move, or yeah, attack move, rolls can't have move. advantage <clears throat> against a restrained creature. So it doesn't deal any damage with that attack, but now it attacks twice with advantage. With its claws. Uh, so that is once a 23 to hit. Sorry, 24. That hits. Okay. And another um, is going to be a 26 to hit. Both hit. Okay. Um, that is going to be... For the first one, 9 plus 4 is 13 damage. And 14 damage for the second one. I'm rolling so high on these d6s, you guys. Because this is 2d6 damage, and I'm rolling like 10 minimum on them. Storm Sphere remains up. Alright, good. Um, that is its turn. Then we come to Tani. You are standing uh, like it's essentially between you and Jean-Jacques now, uh, landing with its, like, bulbous spider-like shape uh, and back end towards you. What do you want to do? Okay, I see the spider drake um, 
And I also look at, at the other ones and I see Barnack down and and Myra's up and Okay, I'll run towards Barnack and I think yes, I have forty five feet, that's yeah. enough. And I'll take him bridal style or Yep. Okay. The fastest way I can. And then step of the wind to dash. Okay. Okay, so you get two Barnak with 35 feet of movement. That means you have 10 left, and then you have 55 to carry him away at half speed. That's going to be, let, let's make it like 30 feet. Um, I'll, I'll round up generously because uh, you are, you know, trying to save your friend. So you can carry him 30 feet in any direction that you wish. Um, so just move your token, and we'll move Barnak to you. 30 feet. Uh, maybe, maybe, oh wait, maybe here that's 25, but 30 will be closer to the other spider drake, and I don't want that. Okay. So, there. Alright, so Barnak, uh, essentially occupying the same space now, um, gets pulled along by the very strong Tani trying to save her friend from any more imminent danger. Um, very good. Jean-Jacques, it is your turn. So this is like, the webbing is kind of like adhering me to the ground, right? Like I'm sort of glued to the ground. Yeah, pretty much. And... Oh, and sorry, understand... you can try to break free, obviously. Um, that's a strength yeah. check. Uh, using an action, right? Yeah. All right, so before I do that, I will... Kind of just like after being hit, spit some blood to the side, smiling uh, and smiling a toothy, bloody smile. And I just look up towards the ceiling and take out the timepiece from my from my tunic. And I'll say kind of just like, well, I sure hope that our agreement extends this far. And I will point it up at the creature and I will cast time stop. Okay. So immediately... The air around you grows still. All of the f sounds of the battle of the world outside uh, grow distant. So you have to roll, I think, to get the amount of turns that you get. Yep. Five. Five. So you have five turns uh, uh, to act in the manner that you choose. Alrighty. So, firstly, I will use a... Let me just figure... It says I can use my... for the spell. During which you can use actions and move as normal. Actions, plural meaning bonus and yeah. action. Yeah, assume. so you, you have a whole turn, right? So you can move, uh, yeah. action, bonus action, etc. And um, yeah. check with me if you want to take specific actions that you think might break the spell early. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. I have a slightly dis different interpretation of what you know you could do under time stop. So just check. All right. Me. All right, cool. Awesome. So the first things first, I'll use my action to try and break free. Okay, uh, go ahead and roll your strength. Um, Fifteen. Unfortunately, that is just not enough. So as you as you begin to struggle, like just okay. barely, the the webbing will not break uh, from that. Um, I will use a sorcery point to re-roll that. Okay. On this turn, I think that's a bonus action. Let me just double check. Check you can spend one sorcery point to re-roll, and you must. Oh, it's just. Okay, just yeah, happens. It just happens. Okay. Nope. Um, I will then 
I have anything to do with my bonus action. So the first turn, first turn is done. Mm-hmm. I will use an action to try and break free. All right, go for it. Sixteen. That breaks free. So right. finally, with the, like you struggle and you struggle and you, like looking up at this monster, finally you manage to tear away uh, part of this webbing and you get your hands free. Like your clothes are still sticky and stuff, but you are free to move. Okay, one, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five. If I were to use a healing potion and use an action to try and feed it to Barnack, would that break the time? Uh, uh, let me check real quick. Uh, it says that if it influences any other thing, but you said ask, so I might as well. Yeah. Um, let me see. I will say... Um, I think you can tie... Like, you could set it up in such a way that it doesn't take effect until you're done. So, essentially... Um, you right, know, you kind of pour, like yeah. inverted, but at a slight angle. Exactly, right? just pour it, like you right. set it up. Like, okay, yeah, and then you wait. Yeah, so, so. I'll do that. <laughs> then, uh, so that was well. I guess I use my action to break free, and then my movement, and I have to end my yeah second turn. On my third turn, I'll use uh, an action to feed the potion to Barnack. Yeah, at a slower rate. Um, then I will one, two, three, four, five, six. Um, there, I don't have an action thing. Can I use something? This is a concentration spell. This one. Keep in mind, I just realized, this also shaves five turns off of your concentration for the Storm Sphere. Good point. I think I'll still have, like, a... You should still have, I'm pretty sure, three or four turns. Yeah, uh, it's really... Because you only had it up yeah. for, for one or two. Um, yeah, just I think at least two at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and this one is not a concentration spell, ah, but I don't speak the language that won't work. This point, I will have realized that I should go back to my original plan. <laughs> So I will use my fourth turn to just double move. Well, you could like dash on the, on the turn that you... Oh, no, no, fourth turn. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But they... Fuck! Guys! Damn it! <laughs> you had to go there. Just, I'm imagining that the, the time completely froze okay. around you and Jacques, and he's pacing around, you know, okay. trying to figure out what to do next. <laughs> yeah, literally, that is exactly what's happening. <laughs> But this seems like it will hit both creatures if I were to do a line thing, and it will not hit any of my friends. That seems correct to me. All right. And then I will uh, take my fifth and final turn. Okay. You, you positioned yourself outside of the doors. just like I did. Yeah. So I would, would have opened them, I guess. Well, they have a huge bar blocking them, so you can't just open them. Ah. Like, All right. It takes but on an my fourth turn, could have... Um, right. But well, I wouldn't have well, you had to use my... Yeah, you could have, you could have, yeah, moved it. Okay, so on the fourth turn, okay. you open, like, you open the bar, you push up the door thing, and, uh, it's this really weird thing where, like, you're, you let it go, and for a moment it begins to fall, and then it just floats in midair, and then you, <laughs> nice. like, you push open, you pull open the doors, and it just floats away over your head, uh, slowly, like, inheriting some momentum. Yeah. 
What do I see in front of myself just before I start acting? Uh, just a full open street full of people, crowd, etc. Um, moving everywhere. Very much unaware. A few people like standing in a group off to the side pointing at the warehouse. Obviously there's been sounds coming in, coming from the inside. Alright, I just kind of shrug, take a moment, toss a coin into the air, and then I guess halfway through I realize it just stops yeah. in the air. Cause yeah, it's like, it, it leaves to... your finger and it goes up a good, like, yeah. half a foot, and then it's just... Oh, fuck. Yeah, I just look at it, ah, fucking fingers, then I turn around, I slap my hands together, extend them, and a huge lightning bolt, and never uh, this big, big appears in my hands, and I will cast lightning bolt at fourth, fourth level through okay. the both of them. So, as as you cast it, time returns back to normal and you crackle into being this enormous lightning bolt. The rest of you who are conscious see a blur of Jean-Jacques just moving around and suddenly appearing in another location. And then his lightning bolt uh, crashing through two of these. Uh, what are the saving throws that they have to make? Dexterity? Dexterity. Yeah. All right. And you still have your bonus section. If you want to activate your storm sphere, let me know. I will, yes. Um, that is dexterity. So that is going to be a... The closest one to you rolls a 17. My DC is 18. Okay, so both fail because the second one rolled a natural one. Yeah. So how All much right, so damage? so they take 26 points of damage. Oh. Uh, and that is lightning. Let me check that they... Yeah, they do not have any special resistances. And then, 20-foot radius sphere. So, as you shear through both of them, you leave a gaping, smoldering hole in the one closest to you. And the one at the end, you actually hear a faint alien cry from it as it begins to kind of stagger. You know, like uh, the spiders in Harry Potter when they're just about to die? Or, you know, they seem very wounded? That's kind of what this one is doing. It seems like it's about to, to crash over, but not quite yet. Yeah, and the one, one in front of me... Does it? It look looks kind very of equally hurt. It looks very wounded, but not like it's about to drop dead just yet. Yeah. All right. So I will look at it as well, and I will just um, um, say, I do hope that you have some semblance of cognition or an ability to relay a message, because I will come for you all. I will burn everything you care about down, and I will shoot a bolt of lightning through the stormfire and into it. Okay. Um, into the one closest to you? Yes, it's 60 feet away from the oh, wow. center, and it's 55. Nice, so. yeah. Uh, that's an attack roll, right? I do believe so. Let me just I think last time check. you used your firebolt. Uh... Make a rage, rage spell attack, yes. So go ahead. So, firebolt. 24 to hit. 24 hits. Go ahead and the damage. Four, or is it... 46. 46, right. 19 points of damage. Alright, so as the second lightning... Uh, strike also hits. Um, you watch as its whole body, like all the muscles begin to spasm and tense up. It continues to stand, uh, but you can see like the, the, the smoke coming off of the body. Uh, two of them now look on the brink of death. It also takes an additional four points of damage. Okay. <laughs> for my heart of the storm. Alright, still looks to be on the brink of death. Um, but not all much right. more than that. I think that it will be it. I mean, I do have movement... Uh, that I could use to yeah, skedaddle. Yeah. yeah, on your fifth turn, yeah. <laughs> so I'll just uh, move perpendicularly here to <laughs> just try and get some distance uh, and out of sight of it. Okay. Um, 
it looked to you as you fired off the spell, um, and it like it's it's opening its maw. Those huge mandibles moving aside. It's trying to to attack you as you scramble away. Um, obviously, it's not its turn, but just for for emphasis. Um, and then <clears throat> we come to the healthiest of the spider drakes. Uh, Does Barnek wake up? What do you mean? Oh, does Barnek wake up because of the health potion? Oh, yeah, yeah. So please roll for the health potion. Yeah. Uh, seven. So Barnek, you regain seven hit points as you guys hear the clattering of a breaking vial that Jean-Jacques had left teetering on the edge. And Barnek, as you splutter awake, you push it from your mouth and it cracks and falls on the ground. Uh, but you do regain seven hit points. You have no idea where it came from. Alright, um, then on its turn... The one from the bottom now, right? No, the one that's not next to you. Um, no, the one next to Yeah, it is going to... Hmm. Seeing what's happening... Yeah, no, they're going to double down. They're going to try to attack you again, Turnox. It's going to take three attacks against you. Mm -hmm. uh, first with its bite. By the way... I came back full life or full full, like full everything. No, full life. So you have full okay. hit points, and actually, uh, I should have mentioned, uh, you also gained temporary hit points. Mm -hmm. Um, in accordance with uh something that I will send to you, but okay. you gained uh five temporary hit points as well. Are are these stackable with my fighting spirit temporary hit points? Um. Yes. Okay, so it's 10. I, I currently have 10 still. Yeah. Nice. So I sent you the details on, on Discord. Um, next up, uh, well, no, the Spider Drake is going to attack you. So it failed. The first attack was a 10 to hit. The Claws is going to be a 25 and a 23 to hit. So I think both of those hit, right? Yeah, the, 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 the second, the, the last two. Okay. So, on the first attack, it hits you for six, uh, 10 points of damage. But as it strikes at you, the icy film that had covered your body suddenly breaks and shatters. And the icy shards, almost magnetically drawn to it, embed, itself, embed themselves in its scales. Um, and sink in and deal damage in return uh, to Ooh. it. This... So it takes uh, some frost damage. And for its second attack, uh, doubling down, it's going to deal eight points of damage. This time, no more icy film. Uh, so it does not reflect anything, but you deal. You take an additional eight points of slashing damage from its claws. Scratch. Here's the scratch. <clears throat> All right. Uh, that is its turn. The doors behind open up again, and Jean-Jacques, actually, as you finally have a moment to look around, you see... Uh, scrambling inside is just like the, the shape of a person of a black hat as well um, coming in and, and rushing forward with another uh, crossbow in hand uh, six till here and she is going to take a shot at the big guy next to Turnock um, for another 1d20 Ooh, that's an 18, so that's 22 to hit. And that will deal 
Ooh, that will do nine points of damage. So Turnock, uh, you hear uh, the sound of another crossbow going off, and this one actually embeds itself in the one that was just attacking you. Um, looking over your shoulder, you see uh, another black hat, but one which seems to have an insignia on its chest. Probably uh, a sergeant of some kind um, who okay. has stumbled in to, to help as well. Uh, Turnock, it's your turn. Yeah. Well, she's gonna take some. <laughs> oh. Uh, last fighting spirit. Mm -hmm. Grab a master, all of the good stuff. By the way, I had second wind as well previous session. Okay. But, <laughs> uh, okay, so they didn't hit. No, the thirteen. Unfortunately, it actually manages to kind of rear up, and with one of the legs, just pushes away the strike. Um, nah. Wow. That is some unlucky yeah. rolling. Um, so yep. yeah, with the second strike also, it's still kind of like rearing up and it's just, you know, it realizes that your strikes are powerful, having seen what you did uh, previously, and it just kind of tries to parry and, and push you away as you're attacking. Uh, anything else from your turn, Oak? That was your bonus action in action, I believe. Um, yeah, uh, the, the bonus action in order for me to cast Fighting Spirit, right? So, yeah, uh, no, I, I don't have anything else. Okay, um, Barnak, you are awake, um, and I believe currently, uh, in Tani's arms and spluttering blood, <laughs> yeah, some blood mixed with healing potion that, that didn't quite go down, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I look around, and uh, so I see one of them completely on the other side and where it was. Yeah. And I do notice that both of them are quite profusely bleeding and dying. Yes, they look Way very, down. very wounded. Okay. I'll then get up, but I'll basically hold myself up with my bow, mm -hmm. like, like an old so grandpa. So the thing is, you fell unconscious with your bow in hand, right? Right. So you yeah. probably would oh, have yeah. dropped it when Antani wouldn't have reason to pick it up with you. Um, that's so. true. Yeah, that's true. So you uh, probably have to rush back and go and get it. I think you can, um, but you definitely have to go and, and get it first. I, I cannot. Oh, wow. I have okay, right, because she can move 30 feet. Uh, no, I can move 10. I am. Oh, yeah. have to get up. Yeah, so as you get to your feet, uh, you have most of your other equipment that, that got yeah. carried with you, but unfortunately, specifically your oath bow uh, lies on the ground, discarded behind... Uh, Maybe your old bow? Yeah, my old bow is then on me, I guess. Would you carry your old bow, strung and all, when you have well, an oath bow? Probably not. I'm just asking, right? Like, if you say yes, yeah, but Barnard no, definitely probably would. Not. Probably not. I am not that meme where that guy has like 27 guns on his back yeah, imagine um, just carrying like five different bows on you at all times <laughs> that would be like a golf player <laughs> what you have you? someone to go around with you with all of your bowls yeah. yeah you have a lot of other equipment though so if you want to try something else uh your sword I is still there yeah i have a cutlass yeah i'll grab um, some more uh, uh, oh let me just Turn sharpshooter fighting style 
And braces of archer. Okay, turned everything off. So many uh, bonuses. So, yeah, I'll just run up to it. All right. Sword in hand. Um, completely oblivious to the fact that I'm currently, my insides are spewing out as well. Mm. And then only when I get to it, I'm like, oh, oh God. <laughs> and I'll try to hit it with my cutlass. All right, go for it. Make an attack. Yeah, that hits. Okay. Ten damage. Damn. So Barnak launches himself in a fury from Tani's arms. And I, I imagine, Tani, you probably give him a bit of a push as you realize like he's going to go regardless. The cutlass just comes out. You have a moment of realization at your own guts. You hold on to them and you just strike. And this blow, this cut that you make... Uh, you actually carve off, like, the, the hind portion of its entire body, and it just begins spilling viscera out onto the floor. These toxic um, things, organs, that spill out before you and onto your feet, onto your boots. You kind of have to stagger back a bit to not get too much of it on you. But the whole creature just kind of staggers, wounded, looks over back at you, and then the legs just give out, and it just crashes to the ground, dead. Um, you also realize now that with this attack and along with Jean-Jacques' lightning bolt, there is a whole crowd of people outside who are now just now looking and seeing the creature begin shouting and screaming and running away. <clears throat> All right. Okay. Um, as my second attack, since I have my hand axe on me, can I throw it as well? Uh, yeah. Th hand axes are for throwing, so yeah. Yeah. I'll try to throw it then at this one, at the other one that's dying. Okay. So I think um, at six, it can go up to 60 feet, so that would be a disadvantage. Yeah. It has a 20-60 range. Um, yeah. So go ahead and make well, a sharpshooter. Doesn't anyway. apply to thrown weapons. What? Does sharpshooter apply to thrown weapons? No. Well, it does. Maybe I don't know, but no, uh, there's no let me sharpshooter check. here because I'm just. Throwing it. Well, no, but the feat with... itself uh, means that you don't uh, have attacking at long range doesn't impose disadvantage on your ranged weapon attack rolls. Right. So. So yeah, my, no disadvantage. Yeah, my might finally, yeah, my, my hand finally just grabs that hand axe that I've been carrying since day one. Yeah. And I chuck it at the the thing. I'll just use my old bow because Correct. I didn't click it there. Sure. But uh, doesn't it wait? Doesn't it use strength a hand axe? It does. Uh, if it does, then so yeah, check. you can still roll the oath bow. We just have to uh, subtract your dex and add your strength instead. <laughs> That's minus <Yeah>. six. <laughs> you have what? a minus six to strength. No, minus two and oh. plus four to dex. So it's oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, okay. it, it's plus one. I'll just roll one. Roll. Um, Kevin, me and uh, Tani, are, are, uh, the screens are mixed up in the stream. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I had to switch. I forgot about that. <laughs> nice. Did you crit? <laughs> well, no, but I rolled a 20 in total. So ah, nice. <laughs> so yeah, that hits. Uh, go ahead and roll damage. What? Yeah, let me just... What's the damage? Is it 1d6 I, I minus 1, I believe. It's yeah, a d6. But then he gets his... Uh, do you get your archery bonuses? Because that's the ranged nope. attacks, right? No. It's with a bow. Archery bonus. Ah, okay, okay. Right. 1d6 minus 1. 
You just need to make a bow that shoots hand axes. <laughs> Five. <laughs> so, so Barnack the Slayer. Chuck it. So just to recap, Barnack jumps out of Tani's arms, whips out with a savage look, keeps his guts in, carves up one, probably just straight up drops the weapon because you don't have time to stow it, rips out the hand axe that you've been carrying for ages, maybe even a gift from your father in times long past, turns around and without hesitating just chucks it across the room and beds the hand axe in the head of the other and kills that one too. <laughs> and I just the Slayer is the back, drop. baby. <laughs> so, Jacques has not Here. seen any of this. So by the time that you look back in, you just see two dead creatures and Barnack back on his feet. <laughs> okay. Um, that's my turn. I, I underestimated Barnack as leader. <laughs> No, Kevin, one question. And that's the this... end of my turn is the best sentence ever. <laughs> <laughs> I think the bottom one, or the one that previously attacked Turnok, it ended its turn in the in the thing, in the Storm Sphere. Uh, oh, it did. Right, it did, right? yes. Yeah. yeah, so can I roll the damage? Uh, well, it has to make a saving throw, right? Strength saving throw? It's strength saving throw, yeah. Uh, it rolls a natural 15 plus... Uh, uh, plus 4 is 19 to save. Okay, that saves. I think it does no damage then. Let me just double check. Do we save legendary damage as fears influences it? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Didn't take the damage then. Still a good point. Um <laughs> uh, okay, so who's up next? After Barnak's incredible display. Um that's a dead. Okay, the other black hat. Um <clears throat> Is going to whip out his. Um, they carry long swords, so he's going to whip out his long sword and come rushing forward. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. He gets into range. Wow! And he's going to take Brave his. Man. Um, going to actually take out long sword, one-handed, and short sword for the offhand, and uh, he's going to take three attacks against the creature. The first one is a... Ooh, 19. Okay. Okay, this guy is a 24. And a natural 20 on his offhand. Uh, okay. He's pissed. <laughs> so... That is 10 for the offhand. And then... Um, 2d8... Uh, five plus three plus is eleven and ten is a total of twenty-one points of damage from the black hat coming rushing in to assist Turnock. Um, Myra, it's your turn. There are lots of enemies around you. What do you do? Five, ten. I move my spiritual weapon over there. Move myself here. Uh, so my spiritual weapon also in this purse. Five. Okay. Uh, spiritual weapon. Uh, that's a sixteen to hit. Uh, sixteen unfortunately does not hit. 
and then my main mace attack. What do you mean by there are many enemies around you? Um, <laughs> what indeed? 17 to hit? Um, 17 also unfortunately does not hit. Okay. Um, by the way, uh, could you make a, two wisdom saving throws? One for the last round, which I forgot to ask you for, and the next one. Um, that's a 16 for the first one. Okay. Does not succeed. Roll the next one. That's a natural 19 plus okay. 9. So as you um, attack twice, your muscles acting almost of their own volition, um, you blink and finally you come to your senses, looking around, realizing probably that there were some additional things you were going to do once this thing was dead that you are now no longer forced to do. <clears throat> All right. Um, after Myra's turn, sure. Tani, it is your turn. Uh, I, after lunching, Barnack, I'll be like, oh, I forgot your bow. Ugh. And I'll run back towards where the bow was around here, right? Yeah. And cool. then run back, but yeah. step of the wind so that it's a bonus action. Okay. The dash thingy. Okay. So yeah, you have uh, you spend another key point for a total of ninety feet of movement, and you can definitely grab Barnack's bow uh, and get it back to him if that's what you want to do. Yeah. And I'll give him back. I won't throw it, but I'll like. Yeah, catch impales him in the head. <laughs> Just through the eye. The sharp point through the eye. <laughs> okay. Um, so Barnack, uh, Tani, arrives behind you, holding your oath bow. Um, well, not behind you, actually, right in front of you. You see her, like, rushing back and forth, right, as you're still admiring slash grateful for the final axe throw. Um, Sorry for not giving you your bow, but that was cool. Teach me that move sometime. And oh. then <laughs> I'll hold in case the, the spider tree comes okay. towards us. Okay, sounds good. Jean-Jacques. Alrighty. You are so... near... Uh, a growing panic in the streets as people are running away from the warehouse and what they can now see is inside. Okay, just one second. Sorry, I managed to somehow close my roll 20 accidentally. <laughs> That's okay, it happens. Yeah, I was trying to do the measure thingy and then it just broke. So yeah. Give me one Sometimes second. Sometimes it doesn't want to. Yeah, it's yeah, there. Alright, I'm going to move back in. One, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, can I stand over this footpad? Cause he's oh, yeah, dead. they're dead. They're dead. They're just bodies okay. on the ground. All right. And then looking at the creature, um, do I have... Uh, does it have any cover from me? Yeah, it has um, half cover from the people half that are cover. currently obscuring its view towards you. I will first use my bonus action to shoot it. With my lightning bolt from okay. the back, so hopefully that does not. That uh, does not get it have out. cover. So go Good. ahead. So let's just. Oh, fuck, not that one. Where is it? There we go. 16, That's, unfortunately, uh, does not hit. Okay. All right. And then I will chuck a third level chromatic uh, sphere at it with lightning damage. Okay. Um, so hopefully that hits. Chromatic orb. It's a right? 29 to hit. 
Okay. Uh, that definitely hits. So you actually it's kind of curve it around the people in front of it. And actually, your lightning bolt helped because it destroyed the large barrel that was standing to the north of it. Um, mm. And that's where you can curve your sphere through. So, like, through the rubble, it kind of looks at the destruction, and then suddenly your chromatic sphere just hits it in the face. Nice. Got 24 points of lightning damage. Lightning. Okay. Very nice. Um... That has chromatic orb right there. Yeah. Um, all right. It is its turn. It is going to shriek, uh, panicked now as its compatriots have died, um, and it will start fleeing into the storm. Um, but before it does, it will stop here, turn around, and use its poison breath, which only one of them had used. Now, did it take a tax opportunity from Myra and the dude? You have a good point. It can take a tax opportunity. And me. Uh, well, yeah, no, it stops. It, it stops in melee range with you, Tarnock. Yeah. So oh, it yeah, doesn't yeah, actually yeah. leave. That's, that's but yeah, Myra and the dude. Yeah, um, so the dude actually hits for. I got fifteen on the die plus. That definitely hits. Both hit. Uh, for two plus uh, three, it's five points of slashing damage. Mine was seven points of bludgeoning. Okay, so yeah, both hits um, and crunches, but it just seems to speed it along, like urging it on as it's hovering just b above the ground, trying to get extra speed from its wings, especially with how difficult this terrain is to move through. But it turns around, the mandibles open, and it just spews forth 30 feet of, of this breath. Um, and I actually have an overlay to roughly oh. showcase uh, what this... Oh... And there's people watching this shit on the streets, right? Well, no, mostly people are just running away and screaming. Um, but yeah, uh, roughly like this. So that's going to be Turnock, uh, Myra, and the Black Hat must make constitution saving throws. DC 15. Now just roll it. 16. 17. Nice. Okay, so you both succeed, and new dude rolls a oh seventeen points of damage. 21. Wow. Yeah. Is that what it is halved? Yeah, seven. Uh, yeah, seventeen. seventeen. So each of you takes seventeen points of damage. Um, Myra, you feel indeed again darkness overwhelm you as you just get knocked out. Um. Having moved in this direction, it is then it had moved ten, so it moved five feet, but it took ten feet of movement. Moves uh, twenty, thirty, forty. Moves into the storm, trying to get away from all of you. So turn up, you get an attack of opportunity as it moves away. And there's the uh, the damage from the storm. Yes, when the once, turn once ends, it yeah. ends, it's turn. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Uh, look. Wow, natural one. Oof. So yes. as you as you go to swing, um, one of the pieces of debris that the storm has swept up actually just intercepts your swing entirely. Um, and you just get your sword stuck in a piece of wood, which you have to kind of swing to the side. By the time that you're ready to attack again, it's already moved out of your reach. All right. Okay. Um, so now it takes the damage uh, if it fails its saving throw. Yeah. So that is a... Uh, 14 to save, so that fails. So it takes 2d6, I believe. 
Yeah. The last time you did more than that because of the debris. Yeah, but that was for the first one where everything kind of collapsed on top of it. Um, Yeah. Okay. Oh, three points of damage. Three points. (laughs) So, um, Turnock, you you, you rest your sword free of that piece of wood. It gets swept up in the storm again, and that piece of wood just clocks it in the face as it's running away. (laughs) Um... The sergeant comes rushing forward. Sarge. Three, four, five, um, six. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. They're gonna stand there. They're gonna take their shot. Uh, I think attacks into the storm at disadvantage at range, right? With with like arrows. I need and stuff. to double check. Yeah, that would make sense. doesn't make any mention of it but i mean to me it just makes sense that it would but it doesn't say so. well i mean on the other hand it doesn't it doesn't conjure wind right it conjures literally lightning swirling i guess well whirling air springs oh, whirling into air. existence yeah so i'm gonna say it does have disadvantage on it like anyone has disadvantage on attack like ranged yeah. attack rolls into it uh with projectiles so in this case she rolls a 13 to hit which misses um, as she misses and she starts reloading the heavy crossbow again, um, she just like raises her voice. Obviously, there's quite a commotion now, both outside and with the storm inside. And she just goes, "What in the blazes is that? Can we kill it?" And she just looks over to to the three of you that are standing closest. And um, it's my turn, right? Yes. Or she's loading it. I'll answer in my turn. Yeah, it is your turn. So go ahead. Oh, doesn't she have a, a, another shot? No. Oh, it's, it's a heavy a crossbow, like. And they're not yeah. like proficient crosswomen, so she just yeah. can't get closer. So, uh, <clears throat> so before uh, I do anything, I just reply, "We killed two already. This is just one more." And um, I am going to get into the storm. Okay. Does it affect and I'm allies, Nicola? It does affect allies, but it says specifically when it appears or when the creature ends its turn in it. Ah, okay, so you can actually move through it. It just mo- you move at half speed yeah. inside of it. Yeah, you do move it. It's difficult terrain. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, it actually doesn't matter. I'm going to finish my turn in there anyway. <laughs> One. So that's 10 feet of movement. Ah, I cannot move. Yeah, that's 10. Yeah. Exactly. So that's 10. I, I you you can move 30, though. Like, you can move three squares for 30, and then you're right next to it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Can uh, I cancel it as a, as a reaction, the spell, if I wanted to? No. No, I don't think so. No. <laughs> Fair. That's <laughs> 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 Um. So I am going to turn off great weapon master okay yeah you're not obligated and then to I'm use it. To attack it all right yeah i have no more fighting spirit points so i'm not rolling with advantage all right go for it so you have two attacks so two attacks now's the time you know that right row 20 you know that 20 20 hits go ahead and roll damage 14 very nice the first cut as you wade into the storm, forcing your way through, pushing away pieces of wood and dodging lightning bolts as they strike around you. 
Uh, you go for a cut into the back and it shrieks in pain as you cut through the flesh. Go ahead and make your second attack. 25. That hits. 10 damage. Alright. Um, very nice. So you hit it twice and indeed it looks very much worse for wear. Barely staying upright. You can see like part of its like legs twitching and I think one of them actually got cut off at this point. Um, but it continues to stand and trying to drag its way out of the storm and back into the underground lair that it came from. Um, Tarnok, you end your turn inside the storm. Please make a strength saving throw. Twenty-two. Yep, you yes. save. So you do not take any damage <laughs> from the storm. Okay. All right. I, I thought it was out. Barnax, Stoneheart, Tani stands before you with your bow uh, in hand. What would you like to do? Um. Uh, I'll basically to, like hold Tani to to get up again because I sat down in a pool of my blood. And as I do, I'll just put the bow, like, on the ground. Not, like, place it on the ground, but, like, basically pierce the ground with it. So I can hold it properly. And then I'll try to shoot it twice. Okay. Sure. Uh, go for it. I would say... It's a disadvantage, right? Yeah, yeah. You can definitely make the shot, yeah. Just barely, but... Uh... Uh, I can just click disadvantage and turn on things. <laughs> I forgot. Uh, there is no sharpshooter shot though because it is disadvantage. Um, alt bow. And that is 19. 19 hits. Okay. Just, but it hits. That is. 14 damage. Alright. Um, you shoot into the storm, and actually, you manage, instead of trying to shoot just straight through, you manage to align your arrows so that it will carry on part of the wind, and then get pulled into the creature. And it gets pulled, like, right into the neck, um, and it begins to rear up, and it starts to dance like the other one did as it was dying. This one is just barely standing. But go ahead and make your second attack. Fucking spider fox. 15. With the second arrow, <laughs> unfortunately, it just gets carried away in the storm, um, joining the debris swirling around Turnock and this creature. Alright. Um, and I'll just pop down. Oh, I, I can't do this anymore. Alright. Bursting in through the doors behind you guys are two more black hats uh, in similar... Uh, gear as the the first one that joins regular black hats that patrol the street um, as soon as they see the commotion and they see their sergeant uh, lining up crossbows uh, they also whip out their crossbows and start firing um, across the room into the storm at disadvantage but nonetheless they do what they can to contribute uh, the first one's a natural one the other one also a natural one so unfortunately, wow. <laughs> yeah. So both crossbow bolts, so small and so uh, propelled at such speed, go straight through the storm, just miss the creature entirely and embed on the other side in the wall 
uh, dealing no damage to anyone. Imagine if you rolled like that when you were trying to hit us. Yeah, that would be something, wouldn't it? <clears throat> um, Alright. This one is going to lean over Myra and attempt a medicine check to stabilize her. With a six, uh, he does not do very much to help. Myra, uh, you have a death saving throw to make, I believe. I do, I do, I do. Oh, which die do I use? I'm gonna use this one. 20. No. Natural one? <laughs> Damn it. No. Okay. Uh, three. 13? Uh, three. Ooh, oh, actually. Three. Actually, I have an inspiration left. <laughs> See, there you go. Fucking hell. Still a nine. A nine. Unlucky. Okay, so for one failed death saving throw. Um, and the the black hat that is leaning over Myra and trying to help her um, just looks up panicked. Um, and seeing a sergeant nearby, just goes, Sarge, I need your help. She's dying. Um and that's pretty much it there. Uh, Tani, you hear his voice as well saying that someone is dying. What do, would you like to do? Um, <laughs> what is gonna, what would Tani do? Um, she's gonna move maybe half, hmm. Well, you can actually, yeah, you need uh, to move at half speed in the storm, right? So, mm -hmm. you can get there with a step of the wind if you still have a key point. Should I go pick up Myra again? Like, what kind of fight would I be able to in the storm if I use step of the wind? What do you mean? Would I be able to go to Myra and back? Well, Myra is like right in front of you. You don't have to go through the storm for that. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah, I'll do that. Okay. I'll go and pick up Myra again and take her back. Okay. As much as I can. Okay. Um, as you do, the man leaning over her just goes, bring her to the Sarge. She knows what to do. Uh, and he just points in the direction of the, the woman that, you know, has just finished reloading her crossbow um, over here. I'll give a brief nod and... Okay. So yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Brief nod and move in the other direction. Fair enough. Um. That's okay. That's that's very tiny. Um. Everybody gets. Shen it is your turn. All right. So I will before moving. Can I just can I see the creature in the storm from where oh, yeah. I am? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'll use my bonus action to attack with uh, with Storm. All right, go for it. It's an 18 to hit. 18 just hits. Um, you don't have to roll damage because it has one HP. Um, so as you get a better look, you crane your neck a little bit, you see the creature and you just focus a Storm, one last lightning bolt. And from the center, it just spears through the creature's chest and immediately the whole body just slumps to the ground, dead before Turnock's feet. I will use the rest of my my action. I think it will also disappear after this for sure. Because you, you can five plus, plus three. You can four. choose to to uh, like just not concentrate on it anymore. You just yeah. like doing it specifically as a reaction when it's convenient. 
is a bit yeah. too much. Uh, yeah, of course. So I'll choose to okay. not stop concentrating on it. I run up to Myra and I'll use my medicine kit to okay. stabilize her. All right. So for that one, you don't need a check, right? Yeah. Or you get advantage. I believe so. Yeah, healer's kit. It says... Yes, plants the kit has is an action you can expend one use of the kit stabilizes creatures. Uh, yes, use, correct. Right. Yeah, so you stay. Yeah, one one of the uses. Yeah, so you come up to Tani, still carrying Myra, and uh, you stabilize her with the use of the kit. Um, Tani and Jean Jacques, as you're standing over Myra and you're working on her, you see that there is a sort of inlay on her skin coming up the neck, with these. Uh, very familiar sort of lines of metal that connect to machinery that you've seen before. It seems like something has started growing up her skin that starts somewhere on her shoulder. That has become visible. Um, I tuck my timepiece under my clothes before I end my turn. (laughs) Okay. So we leave initiative order as everyone is stable and there are no more enemies to fight. The hatch in the corner just slams shut. Not necessarily locking or anything. It just slams shut, uh, pretty much. I have one question, Kevin, for yes. you. What are the what are the extent of my memories? You remember everything. Everything. Yep. Everything that you experienced, right? Not what you saw. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I sit down, like right next to the creature. Most preferably with a leg over the creature's head, you know. Oh yeah, easily. Just enough. resting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, first of all, I'm looking for my injuries. Okay. And then I'm trying to feel and discern if there's something on my neck. And I, you know, I brush my hand over it and I look to everybody. But I'm, I'm, I'm still sitting there alone. You feel around and you feel something. So your scales have a very definitive uh, pattern to them, right? They're, they're ridges yeah. and they, they form different ridges that are overlaid on top of each other. You feel one raised space that is just overlapping over different ridges. But as you're feeling at it, it also seems to wriggle and move a little bit under your touch. You can't see it because it's like literally there on the side of your neck. Um, but there's definitely something there and it feels not necessarily as cold as it did previously, but it definitely feels like it's a different temperature to your skin. I take off my headband of intellect. Okay. And I use, I wear it like a collar. I, I try to put it around my, my neck okay. because I, I was thinking of it being elastic enough. For me yeah, to you can definitely like try that. that. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to do that in the attempt of covering my neck. Okay. Definitely. Um, I will say it is what you felt is pretty much like the center of your palm. So it's not that big mm-hmm. either. It's definitely something that mm-hmm. is obscured by by this uh, new necklace, if you will. Um, maybe not entirely, but enough to not immediately draw attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'll, I'll remain sitting there. Okay. For a bit. Okay. What's the rest of you guys doing? Um, I will say that the the black hat that was trying to look after Myra comes rushing up along with the sergeant um, and they seem relieved to find you guys uh, at least well enough to to stand and take care of each other. So seeing the state of the other three that are pretty much dead 
<laughs> in their own right. Mm. I do. I stand up and I try to kind of meet the sergeant, and I kind of you know extending my hand and say, "You came in right at the nick of time, there, sergeant." Yeah, glad we could. Um, I heard freelancer business, so I'm guessing this is not something you're keen to explain. But is there any other danger that we need to be aware of? Well, there is, I believe, there's an underground complex under this place over yonder. And I point towards the, the hatch. It is um, filled with potentially more of these creatures. And there are magical um, contraptions inside. And it's also been, we, we, we found a tunnel that goes deeper still, but we weren't able to go down it before, well... We caught. Well, we were caught off guard by these and chased um, outside here, where we were forced to confront them. Wait a second, that's not true. We didn't. I looked towards Bar. You were you were very hit by on the head, Barnack. It, he's lost a little bit of his senses. Um, they've all been subjected to some form of, of magic. Being a practitioner myself, I was not similarly affected. Can um, I listen but to I this conversation? Yeah, I, I would say yeah. It's now fallen quite quiet because outside you hear distantly some voices yelling, but there's no more anyone out like in the street right in front of the warehouse, and the warehouse itself is quite silent as well. Okay, Just wanted to know go it. ahead, John. Yeah, uh, I would advise that you perhaps send word to the appropriate parties, and I kind of give them a significant nod, you know, one that, that you know, <laughs> people usually say when they talk about yeah. the... She, like, I will forget she, about it again. She but. pauses immediately, and she just grabs the man to, to her right. He looks a bit startled, and she says, Situation 31. And he just nods, and he begins rushing out. He gives orders to the other two, and they set, they set up outside immediately in a guard position. Um, she looks around... Do you plan on exploring this further? I look around as well towards my party's innards, viewing across the, the floor as well as their <laughs> barely living uh, bodies. I say, um, I do not believe so, no. I think it is best taken care of by the officials at this point. I'll get the division on it. Much obliged. She looks around at the footpads dead on the ground as well now also covered in a, in a toxic spray that has partially decayed their bodies much more quickly than they should be. Um, more victims? Indeed. All right. And I'm sorry, but I have to ask, what was this about a woman being shot outside in the street by someone in this building? Because that's what we came for in the first place. Would you remind me what was that about? Who shot the woman? Was it Barnack? It was indeed oh, yeah. one Barnack. Did you shoot a, a red sash or did you shoot a... Red. Right. Um, Running away in the crowd. Right. Okay. And then getting uh, to her and dragging her back. Okay, so there's no... no. It was an accident no. at this point. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I look towards her and I nod and I say, um, well, we got a anonymous tip that there was something amiss over here and we came to investigate at that point we encountered individuals with these red sashes that we've come to understand are markings of a certain criminal element in the city and uh we were encountered um they or rather they prevented us from proceeding forward and engaged in combat with us in order to contain the event and my compatriot over there in 
subdued her. All right. Um, she actually um, sets aside the crossbow and she pulls out a small, like very small pocketbook and you can see some notes scribbled, but they're not very well made. Clearly she has some sort of shorthand that she's learned or taught herself, um, but not actual full writing. And she just makes a few scribbles. Um, in case anyone asks when he talk to you, who can I say you are? Freelancers, I'm guessing. Name of group is sufficient. The Ashen Hearts. She makes a quick note. Our, uh, yeah, our, our chapter leader will be able to reach us at any point. All right. She looks around. Well, you do what you have to, and then please vacate the area. I'll make sure there's a guard that no one comes in or out. Without us thank you kindly, and thank you once again, ma'am, for coming in. You are of great service to this city. She pockets the book, um, and contrary to the attitudes that you've received so far from Black Hat, she extends a hand, and if you take I it, she it. shakes it very firmly, um, looks over at Myra for a moment, um, maybe, maybe some concern, but she's probably, you get the impression she's a soldier, she's a veteran, um, so she goes about her business, and very soon, all of you are left alone inside, but very much aware of the Black Hat presence that is growing outside. Several more join them over the course of whatever time you spend further inside of here. I look towards the rest and I say, are you all well enough to walk? Nah. I can carry yeah. someone. I think you are carrying someone. Oh yeah, I'm still... Oh, yeah. Okay, never mind, I didn't say that. I know that explanations are in order, but I don't believe that they should be given here. Yeah. Let me just try to get some poison from this creature for some poison arrows later. And I'll just try to get some poison from the thing that I killed. Okay. Um, go ahead and make a nature check. Huh. At this point, I'm still sitting there, and I'm, like, super... How do you say that? Like, when you're not paying attention to that situation, moment, or place in time, you know? Lost I'm, in thought? I'm, you know, yeah, something like that. You, you could say that. But, uh, you know, analyzing the creature, you know? I, I'm literally just paying attention to the creature's details and okay. recalling over and over and over again exactly what happened inside, you know? Exactly what happened, basically, essentially, uh, okay. from the beginning. And, you know, relieving that moment, paying attention to the conversation, that stuff, but uh, mostly studying this creature, fairy tale creature from my childhood, you know, just laying dead in front of me. Okay. I will walk over next to Turnock, but, like, you know, with a few paces apart and just stand in this periphery. Okay. And just stand there for, you know, a little while while Barnack harvests the poison. All right. Um, just a quick check, Barnack. What was your nature check? Ten. Okay. Um, you managed to get a single vial full of like poison properly. Um, but the the nature and the mechanics of the the sacks in which the the venom is kept or the the poison is kept, um, is unfamiliar to you. So several of them actually break apart or are empty already. Uh, before you get to one that you can actually extract properly. So a vial of spider yeah. 
I'll say, you know, like a, like a potion vial, probably an old health potion that you uh, kept the container out of. Okay. Jean-Jacques? I'd just like to silence Brew for a little bit, you know, check over my shoulder how close Barnack is, and, you know, seeing that he's maybe, like, you know, unstopping and stopping a vial and stuff, I just look towards her and I can say, you think you can... You think you can walk? Just look at him. Yes. Okay. Well, whenever you're ready. Mm-hmm. I, you know, not looking, not just. Okay. That's it. Okay. That's that's my action. All right. So after breaking a few of those things, mm-hmm. where like, I finally get that vial, and I just yell, "Got the poison!" And mm-hmm. like, push my hand in the air triumphantly, turn okay. around to everyone. Kevin, we can go now. You mean eighties movie? Okay. Um, so Barnett gets his poison. Bruno, you wanted to ask me something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. As I'm sitting there, uh, you know, and I, I, you know, take my legs off of the creature's head, mm-hmm. and I'm sitting down, legs crossed, right in front of it. I, uh, you know, almost gently caress the creature, and uh, I look into my hand. And I place my hand on, on the fallen creature's head. Mm-hmm. And I concentrate this energy that I don't know of on it. Okay. I just feel it. As you do so, you briefly focus and you do something. And you feel something coalescing in your hand. And there's a brief... <laughs> almost like a cannon went off in your hand except shooting out from it and an energy streak has bored its way straight through the creature's head and into the floorboards below just leaving a very clean line Um, and as far as you can tell the energy that came out of it is a sort of deep dark blackish purple and I'm guessing that everybody saw that right that's up to you. I mean, Myra's still unconscious. Uh, yeah, I was trying, you know, I, 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 I didn't know what to expect, so I don't necessarily made efforts to conceal it. But the action in itself was supposed to be I'll, to myself. Only, I'll, I'll so say nobody necessarily was paying any attention to you to begin with when you started this. So everyone just looks over their shoulder as suddenly the floorboards crack a little bit beneath you. And as you move your hand away, the, the attentive amongst you, so Barnack... Um, and Tani, definitely, and, and Jean-Jacques, maybe after someone points it out, um, can definitely notice, you know, that on the head, there's just a small hole now on top, which wasn't there before. But it's not something you would have necessarily noticed previously, because the body was messed up to begin with. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, I thought I had, like, exploded the creature's head. No, no, it's like, it's a very fine yeah. line that went straight through, like a, like a bullet, but a little larger. Um, uh-huh. But uh, all of you heard okay. the cracking, so... Yeah. I uh I dropped the creature's head on the ground. You know, just I did not necessarily drop but I place the creature's head on the ground. Mm-hmm. I uh I stand up and I 
go ahead towards uh, the rest of the group. Okay. That, that's it. With your headband of intellect still around your neck, right? Yes, very much. All right. So, you guys, where do you want to go? Uh, I forgot my hand axe. Just a moment. And uh, waddle away to the lower one and pry it yeah. out of its skull. So you get your trusty <sighs> hand axe back. Yeah. You're not leaving me yet. That should never leave your side anymore. Nope. That's my new weapon of choice. <laughs> never going to shoot a bow again. It's just going to learn to, yep. to use hand axes. Someone said Can we something... go to the tavern to check on Finn? Yes. Let's... Right, that's why we started all this. Um, and someone needs to explain a few things. Mm-hmm. Right. Jean-Jacques, are you absolutely sure we shouldn't go down there? Oh, yes. I am very well, We are having this conversation outside or inside the no, I guess we're getting ready to leave. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Leave, yeah. Okay. okay. Like, at the door. You you're, you were about to step outside and then someone raised the point of, like, okay. Um, what mm -hmm. did you ask exactly? Are you sure we shouldn't go down there again? Very sure. We were very adamant about going, and then you stopped We've us. We've gone down tunnels before, yeah. We went, I will explain everything, but we went down there. Okay, I need Ale to get my in innards back into order. And why shouldn't we come back? I kind of look around and I look towards her and I say, I, I do believe that it will be easiest to explain in a private place. If you want to come back afterwards, you are more than welcome to, but I am not coming anywhere near this place ever again. Unless I'm prepared. all right so let's go to fairness with those words and with an unconscious myra in tiny's arms you guys set out from the warehouse getting a few nods from the black hats that are now guarding it you see that there's already a squadron of about 10 guarding the perimeter both on this side of the street and on the opposite side keeping an eye on the building altogether um it is quite a walk through icy, cold streets with a cold wind. And um, even as you, you know, get back among people where very quickly, you know, despite your haggard appearances and um, carrying an unconscious body, you do not draw much attention. It's it's just that kind of a city. And especially this part of the city is not one in which you would draw much attention to begin with. You make it back. But probably hail down the carriage at some point just for the rest of the city. Okay. Yeah. Um, if you want, uh, roll a d100 to see how fast you can find a carriage. Eighty-two. Okay, that's not bad. Um, so you walk for about fifteen minutes or so before you finally find one uh, that is waiting uh, and awaiting passengers, essentially. So you can pay, let's say, a gold piece to carry all of you um, back to the Stormcrow Tavern. And from there, it still takes a good like 35 to 40 minutes to, to make your way all the way back because you are quite deep inside of the Cat'sty District. Um, but you make it back to the Stormcrow Tavern. There's no fire on the horizon. It is cold. Um, 
the carriage driver is not too happy with this particular clientele, but you guys are paying and um, not too many people where he drives have the money to begin with. So he drops you off at the Stormcrow Tavern. You get inside. It is a quiet day. There are a few patrons sitting in the corner eating at this point their lunch. Um, and you see the woman that Finn has hired who works behind the bar when he's not actively serving customers. Um, they're patiently washing some mugs and uh, serving food and drink to whoever uh, requests it. But nothing seems to have happened. What do you want to do? Um, let's go to a private room. Okay. I still don't understand half of this, but let's also order some drinks. Some drinks and some food for, for our room. And also, let's. where's Finn? Tani, maybe you should go and ask where Finn is. You do not mm -hmm. eat too much. And, and I'll go walk with Myra still in my arms and okay. go towards the, the, she, the, the, the woman behind the bar just kind of stops. Um, and she looks at you a bit surprised. But you get the impression that working in this particular tavern, she's used to some unusual things. So she doesn't make mention of Myra unconscious in your arms um, and just looks at you. And raises an eyebrow. Is Finn okay? Is, is, is the tavern okay? Is Finn here? Uh, Finn is fine. The tavern is fine. And uh, no, he's not here. He's currently dealing with uh, some delivery issues that we were having. Um. <laughs> delivery issues? Yes. Is that code for, for, for taking care of things? Because the tavern was in danger. Didn't you hear about that? No. Okay. The, the... Well... Can you tell Finn that as soon as he comes in, can we're gonna go to our rooms and? Of course. Can you tell Finn? Do that you need any food, out? drink while you're up there? Yes. Yes. Okay, I'll make sure to bring it up. I'll, okay. I'll get you some lunch. Yeah. Tell Finn. Tell Finn to come. I will. As soon as he. Comes I will. Okay. Don't don't worry. I know who you Is are, even if you don't know me. Is the tavern really okay? Yes, it's fine. It's. Look around you. There's nothing wrong. Okay. I don't know what you okay. think would have happened, but it's it's all good. Okay. And then I'll go. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to make sense here of what a bathroom would look like, and if there, and if it would be uh, at least you know something with a reflection on it. It, it can be, you know, a bowl of water or something. I just want to check. I would say a bowl of water would be your best bet at a reflection. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Finn's tavern doesn't necessarily have any mirrors in it. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I just want to check out the markings okay. on my skin. Have an initial glance at it. At so least. probably as the rest of the group hustles upstairs, you kind of, you know, ask them uh, or tell them, hey, I'll be up in a second. And you get a bowl of water, like a proper bowl with a larger surface in which to check out your reflection. Um, you get it upstairs and um, find a place, maybe actually in, in the bathroom itself, uh, which is not the mm -hmm. most savory place, but it's a private place. Um, and you can place down the bowl and check it out. Uh, and you're like, <clears throat> um, you start to check it out, uh, trying to get a better look, but you realize that the room is quite dark. 
And as you're grasping, trying to get a better look, trying to get some kind of glimpse of the reflection, you even push the door open a little bit, but too much risk of somebody seeing and the light coming in isn't that strong. Um, suddenly popping into existence around you. One, two, three, four glowing orbs of light. <clears throat> yeah. And you get a good look. And it is a small black yet not black spot that has similar dimensions similar un impossible dimensions to what you saw previously in that other place and it seems to be moving and turning as if it's a, a real thing instead of just a marking uh you know he was observing that but only with half of his mind because the rest of it was still trying to figure out how the fuck he did just materialize these yeah. these orbs of light. And as you start to contemplate then, it a bit more, they poop, 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 you lose concentration and they blink uh -huh, in existence. Uh -huh. Yeah. I was trying to, you know, figure out, perhaps this was intention because it was what I was going to say. I was going to try to figure out how to undo it, you know, because mm -hmm. I did it, but I have never done it before so i was just trying to figure out how to undo it and well distracting myself looks like an option option number one yeah so in fact you, yeah. you probably find it harder to get them back again than to to, to drop them uh-huh okay uh i cover it again mm -hmm. and uh i'll go join the rest of them but uh i sit uh, a bit more distance uh distanced in the corner okay and i'm just sitting there same attitude that I was having before. Okay. So you're all gathered in the large bedchamber on which you once, uh, I believe, tied up Tani after she attacked the group. Um, but now all free, except Myra, who is unfortunately still unconscious on the bed. You are gathered here in privacy to discuss whatever you wish. the same chamber where we also went into the dream world? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so... Fond memories. Yeah, that's. What I mean. Can we try and wake Myra up, or do the one d four hours or something? Yeah, I'll well, try yeah, and wake you, her up. You need to. You need to get a little bit of like healing something into her if possible. Ale always heals me. Let's try <laughs> that. I've got nothing. I've got ale on my. On I'll my person. actually try ale. I'll pour some ale into Myra's mouth. <laughs> Um, okay. around me. Does no Does one anybody stop have a this? Potion? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, as Jean Jacques, if you look around, anyone got a healing potion? You see Barnack leaning over Myra with a with a flask of ale, just trying to pour a little bit what? into her mouth. Barnack, what the fuck are you doing? This is a bit of spluttering. Ale always, she... <laughs> ale always helps me. But she doesn't. She will up. choke on it. She has no ability to swallow right now. I do. <laughs> Uh, so you probably move have a healing potion Myra onto her side so she can spit out the yeah stuff a little bit um, I don't know if anyone still has a healing potion though no no oh maybe right. I don't think so <laughs> well I, I I don't remember because I remember when you go unconscious and if you're stabilized you you do wake up within yeah you have a certain frame. time frame it's just you probably Wait, will have yeah. to wake no I, I suddenly realize that I do have a healing potion because 
Uh, actually, I go, and this is funny, I go and I check for the healing potion, and I should have it, because I used it the first time we went down there. When did you use it? Uh, oh, yeah, you gave it On... to the guy. Yes, yeah. in the world. So you still have yours, right. yeah? <laughs> okay, right. so, I, yeah, yeah. Um, so I check for it, and, you know... Yeah. Uh, and, and then you I realize more sense of what yeah. happened, yeah. And then you realize yeah. that the person that you gave it to initially was so still yeah. in a cocoon down there. Yeah. Yeah. I grab it and uh, I hand over to to Barnack without saying a word. Actually, that this was entirely inside my head, but okay. I did just hand it over to Barnack. Oh, that, that's better. And. This time with a healing potion instead of ale. <laughs> I thought you were going to add the healing potion to the ale. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, no, just no, drink no. it yourself. <laughs> that would have been very Barnack. <laughs> All right. So uh, go ahead and roll the um, the dice for my healing potion. Was is it plus two? It's a common healing potion, right, Bruno? Uh, yes. Yeah. So it's two d four plus two. Uh, that is eight health. So Myra, you regain eight health. Your you the first thing you smell as you wake up, in addition to the healing potion, which has the sort of, you know, natural, wholesome fragrance, is definitely uh, slightly shitty ale on your lips uh, that you definitely didn't drink yourself. I definitely like try to spit it up, but realize I've been also fed a healing potion, so I try not to spit it up. <laughs> yeah, like. Well, <laughs> And, drink, drink yeah. it up, Larry. Less, less, yeah. Oh. oh, my insides are. But who, who made a healing motion with ale? That doesn't. That doesn't that's make any a... sense. Holy shit! That's actually a good idea for business. That would. Anyway, I'll leave that for later. Uh, welcome back, Myra. Good job You're on the first right. mission. Thanks for making sure I didn't die in there. It's, it was because of Tommy. Thank you. As this conversation is going, I am removing the, unsheathing my, my sword, you know, the entire thing with the sheet and, and everything, removing the heavy parts of, of my armor, you know, I'm just getting Let's say casually dressed, if that's mm -hmm. possible, but still with the 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 headband headband around my neck and completely silent. Okay. So I guess some explanation is in order. Yeah. What the fuck happened? What did I get myself into? John Jack staring out. Is there a window in the room? There's definitely a window. It looks northward onto a small like courtyard between several buildings that are adjacent yeah. to the the tavern. So he's he's staring out of that, maybe looking at like you know a couple kids playing or something in that courtyard, um, and just stands there for for a few seconds. Um, well, this is a it's a bit tricky to explain. Um, but we went to the warehouse, we, um, dispatched some of the ruffians that were guarding the place, and, um... We're gonna go downstairs. 
and we did. I know that's confusing, because um, I've gathered as much that you don't really remember that part. And so I'll try and explain it in as much detail as I can. So I'll explain in detail everything that led up to um, the situation where we were all jettisoned okay. into that, that other space and um, okay. very specific, you know, room by room type of explanation, you know, so that I pay. Okay, so you guys get a, get a third party account, essentially, of what happened down there. Not your own memories back, but rather John Jock's perception of things as you explored the rooms you found those pillars with the magic on it then you went northwards you found the the pool with acidic blood um you rescued someone uh, or at least sent them on their way to try to get out on their own and then finally found a hole in the ground that seemed to lead deeper along with supplies that implied that people set out from here to descend into that underground space and then went in the other direction and found your way into the spider's lair with all of the descriptions of the person that you encountered, Argos State, and the spider drakes that you ended up slaying up in the warehouse before learning that each of you agreed to be put under and meet with the master, as it were. And at that point I stop and... You know, if there were uh, an internal monologue type of view that we could get, you there would definitely be a lot of doubt um, in Jean Jacques. Like he's trying to, he's trying to understand uh, what might have happened with the rest, but also thinking of his tale, there's like this nagging sense that he can't really trust them at this point to tell them the whole story, and he's just kind of trying to kind of figure out what to do hmm. at this point. And he says, um, at that point, each one of us, I would assume, was transported elsewhere. Um, our psyche was, at the very least. Um, you mean out of the hatch? No. This would be like the time when we went to the dream, I think. Oh. Oh. I don't know the arcane nature of what was done but I do believe that it was more akin to us being transported into a dreamlock state um where like with we of mirrors? where we were spirits or with like with packs like with packs I think uh, it was not when we went to the mirror anyway I don't want to discuss arcane thermodynamics at this point and confuse yeah. y'all even more um if Barnack's still drinking, I just kind of reach over and grab it for my. Oh, Barnack's drinking, all right. Then I'll just steal it to take some. <laughs> well, go ahead. There's more. I'll just take another one. Now I don't know what y'all saw. Because I believe that the person that did this made it unique for each of us. But on my end. Before meeting with the master, I had a brief encounter uh, with another. Uh, one we've met before, who made sure that I had a way out. And after hearing the master's 
offer, his assurances that he was interested in giving free will to the people, I was enticed, I have to say. I was very close to taking his deal because it mean you know, it seemed mighty fine to me. But I was unsure because I believed that none of y'all would have taken it either. So I decided to leave it up to fate and flip a coin. And as I did that, I felt him influencing the outcome. And for a person that espouses free will and the ability of an individual to choose his fate, I felt that that was, well, a lying piece of shit move. So I decided to get myself out of there. And it seemed that I managed to get y'all out of there as well, and we found ourselves back at the warehouse. I stand up. Mm-hmm. I go towards Jean-Jacques, and I have my, uh, you know, I'm, I'm literally, I'm not wearing any part of my clothes that, that are armor. I'm carrying them on my hands. And um, I go towards Jean-Jacques, and I say, is every single bit of what you said true? Now I'm trying to remember what I exactly. I'm pretty said. sure that was all true. Like you, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just, uh, yeah, I, I, I only sure. left out some details. So. <laughs> yes, every single bit of what I said is true. Okay, I uh, turn around. I'm heading towards the door, and I say, "I need to rest." And uh, as I say that, uh, I take a long look at my sword and say it's been a while since a good night of sleep if you need anything just go after me and hey. if that means if going to you know to the uh what's the name of ah uh, what was the name again of the uh of the lord where lord was hosting us yeah yeah it was lost yeah yeah uh, uh lord fennec actually was the one who was yeah, uh, Fennec Storm. Fennec Storm. Fennec Storm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so uh, if I need to go there to actually rest in my room, I know it's it's closed, you know. But... No, no, you have rooms here at the at the at uh -huh. the tavern as well. So it's up to you. But how private and how quiet? Because I really wanted the place that I was calling my room at this moment. If I need to leave this place, so be it. But I'm going. Um. I don't think either were inherently private rooms because you shared the bed at Phoenix with uh, with John Jock mm -hmm. actually, and here you probably shared rooms as well. Um, but you can obviously ask them to give you yeah. one of the rooms that you guys rent here uh, privately for a time. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'd like to do that, and uh, while I'm doing so, I ask the the whoever's booking. The room for me to warn you guys that I was in room whatever. What okay. room I was in. But Turnock, before you leave, are you okay? We saw you what? on the floor. We saw you almost dying. Or dead. I don't know. Are you okay? So you know, yes. 
And because of that, you know that I may need some rest. I literally went hell and back. And I turn around and I go. Okay, so Turnock just exits, um, exits the room, not giving you enough space to ask more questions immediately. I have just a question for Bruno. Did Turnock like emphasize that to hell and back in the sense of that he was meaning it literally, or did he just use it as a turn of phrase kind of so that it's not as clear? I said it in the same tone that I was saying. Okay, it's probably yeah, yeah. But you know, kind of blank. Because I don't think I would have noticed, per se, that he died, because he mm-hmm. was, like, 60 mm-hmm. feet away, so just wanted... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, the four of you remain uh, in that, that chamber. That, that boy needs to... We need to... He died back there. I saw that, so... Yeah, let him rest. Maybe he does need a good night's sleep for this. How are the rest need of you? Sleep. Could Wait. use another rest. Wait, why am I forgetting this? Jean-Jacques, did we get Argyle? Well, I did explain in detail, I guess, what, what happened, so I yeah. would have told you that... What he became. What he became, but maybe, if, maybe that wasn't as clear, right? Maybe Jean-Jacques yeah. skipped over it, yeah. so I'll say, um, no, we did not. The spider was quicker. I think Argyle's gone for good. At least that Argyle. I think he's something else now. And does that also mean that the golden diamond, I I mean the apple, if you're still using that code word, is it alive then? Is it still working? No. I don't have a reason to believe so. But you said you heard those things, those... I did not say that. I just oh, said sorry. that I knew that it... No, it's okay. <laughs> I, I was very particular about it. So I, I only said yeah, that yeah. somebody from before helped me out and that um, I okay. figured out that I was being manipulated. Okay, so scratch that question. But I am so lying that... my ass off, so... You yeah, yeah, yeah. So that means Argyle didn't actually <laughs> want to burn the tavern? I... That's kind of, I guess, unclear. I think that they knew that that would be the easiest way for us to go there. But I don't... I don't believe that Finn is as big a deal for them as we originally thought. I think he was just a means for to an end. Kevin, I sent you a message on oh, Discord. Thank you. I... I think I also need to ask as well, but if you believe that you did the right thing, then you probably saved our asses. So. Mm-hmm. Well, I... One step closer to not being a tool. Mm. And we said no to a third thing. We're still ourselves. We owe that to you. Are we? Yeah. I have to find myself. Yeah. Anyway, I guess it's time for us all to grab some rest, yeah? Yeah, I'll... I'll, yeah. I'll see you all in the morning. Uh, 
I need some time to myself as well, so I'm gonna head out for a little bit. Yeah. Just come back in the morning. Oh well, don't worry. It's still, you know, off topic, yes. not that much. It's still quite early, right? It's like so... 1 p.m. Yeah, it's 1 p.m. Mm. <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought This so. has been one hell of a day. It's only one day. Myra, um, I don't usually do this, but do you want to stay with us? As in, do you want the contract to still be in effect? Because... Ah, uh, you almost died, and I don't feel good with people dying like that. So, do you want to stay? Hesitantly, what... yes. If what Jean Jacques telling, well, if what Jean Jacques is saying is true, we did a good. Well, you did a good thing, and I did a good. Well, everyone did a good thing, so. Maybe staying would be for the best. At least for now. Okay. Well, I'll go get pissed drunk and then sleep it off. Okay. And I'll go to the main room of the so, tower. As you're about to exit, the door actually opens on its own and it's Finn. Um, you you have been served lunch by now, but it's Finn carrying another platter with, you know, um, some, some meat and some cheese and stuff like that uh, for snacks. Uh, and he comes in and he says, uh, Hey, I heard you were asking for me. What's happening? So nobody tried to burn the tavern? No. Like, like... Kept an eye out, but no. No one came close. Are you sure? Like, I'm are you sure. really, really sure? I'm sure. Don't worry, it's a hard to burn tavern anyway. I tried a couple times by accident and nothing happened. How, how can you try by accident? Well, I'm not exactly a very gifted cook, so accidents happen, but it didn't burn down, um, and I've, I've always thought it's a, it's a little blessed in that way, so I don't think I have much to worry about, but I appreciate the warning. What about you guys? You look like death itself. What happened to you? He looks around um, the room, well, minus Turnock. Like, we tried to stop the people that wanted to burn the tavern, and it got complicated. Mm -hmm. As it always does. By the gods, I mean. What did you run into? I thought you said it was Argyle trying to burn down the tavern. Isn't that just some scrawny little shithead? Spider Drakes. He looks at Barnack displeased and then looks at Tani and says is that what I think it is? I nod. If you're thinking of a blend between spiders and dragons. Yes, yes that that's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. Well, wait. Wait, wait. Did, did the big one die? Did the ugly one? Because Turnock's not here. Oh no no he's resting. He's All he right. did that, right. but he's back. Don't worry about it. He's he is a tough cookie. If you say and so, I, you I, reckon I, I should bring him some food too? 
and he just places the the platter with the uh, meat and the bread and the cheese on the nah. on the bed. Leave him. He needs needs time alone. All right. Well, just holler if you need anything else. I'll be downstairs, back on duty. Yeah, I'll. Yeah, I'll walk with you. All right. Uh, he turns away. Uh, just briefly reaches out, squeezes Tani on the shoulder, and then heads out with Barnack at his side. I um, <laughs> clean up, preferably by running a bath, you know, and maybe get one of the uh, mm-hmm. or the girl that was tending the tavern to run me a bath and stuff. And then as soon as I'm I'm done, I uh, put on some of my regular clothes because I think I need to, like, let the others air <laughs> air out at least. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Um, and Although the I... magical robe uh, cleans off pretty easily. Good. Awesome. Well, so the, I'll keep that on my person or whatever. Um, okay. Then I'll, before leaving the tavern, I'll cast Disguise Self on my on myself. Okay. Um, what do you look like? And I'll make myself look like half-elf, pretty similar to Jean-Jacques, but just maybe change some features so that it's not, nobody can mistake me for me, but okay. I won't change my appearance too much. And, you know, just very similar clothing, just different shades and slightly different Are you, are you essentially just one of your cousins, maybe? Maybe, yeah, essentially. Okay. Yeah, I'll probably think back to, um, which one was it? It wasn't Jean-Pierre, but the one that was... Jean-Gerard? was a brother, actually. Jean-Gerard, yeah. That was a so brother. So I'll turn into Jean-Gerard. Okay. Yeah, I'll turn into Jean-Gerard. Then I'll head over to the brothel where we uh, okay. fought. And I will... Spend the night with the drow um, okay. entertainer if she's available. She definitely is. Um, I don't know how much I g- goes for the night. Was it ten gold pieces? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I'll have to look that up after the session. No, I, I think that's too much. I, well, for the whole night, it was a lot more be because be she was the prize. Um, the I believe we're talking about the Siren's Repose. Yeah, I don't have the yes. prices like ready. All right, well, you can uh, tell me later and yeah. I can deduct. All right. So, yeah, not a problem. And for the rest of you, so Turnock goes into his like, private chamber now. Um, and you can block the door and kind of make it more private just to be sure as well, if you wish. Um, Barnack goes drinking at the bar, from what I could gather. And um, getting things back from the safe. Right. So yeah, at this point, by the way, after the equinical, you guys can go and get your stuff out of the, the the safe that you had left with uh, with Finn, um, and Myra and Tani. What are you guys doing? Uh, well, I won't clean up. Okay. I'll, I'll uh, sit cross-legged on whatever bed I'm in. I don't mind if it's this room or another. I don't mind sharing. And I'll take out the manual of gainful exercise and maybe attempt to start reading and stretching a little bit and Okay. Um That sounds good. So that's easily easily done. Uh you can start reading and kind of start relaxing a little bit. Um if you do it in the chamber you're in, then it's the large bed, uh on which Myra is also resting for a moment. But I believe Myra at some point um excuses herself. Uh, if I understood your message correctly, and disappears from the room at least, <clears throat> and uh, goes off on her own business as well. All right. So, um, for the rest of this Thursday, March fifteenth, you guys are recuperating, recovering, and trying to get through 
your things on your own. The one matter that we should address is Turnock. So Turnock, as you are alone in your chambers. Um, do I understand correctly what you intend to do? Uh, yeah, uh, I believe so. There's okay. not, 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 not much left. Um, you attempt the ritual as you've learned it. You fall asleep. And you find yourself sitting in a meeting place alone a thing that hasn't happened since you started your training no one comes so you get your rest even a full rest if you wish um, at least a short rest but you do not achieve the goal that you set out for You have contingencies for this situation, um, but well, for the moment, like... yes, there are, you know, um, ways in which you can try to earn that faith back. Uh -huh. But we'll discuss that off stream. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. The methods by which, but you understand that in this moment, based on um, the choices made, you have at least temporarily broken another bond that you had previously okay all right so in a cold cold city with dark clouds overhead the ashen hearts for the time being go their own ways either leaving into the city or drinking at the bar or resting in their chambers each with a heavy heart for their own reasons and we'll pick it up next time at the start of Friday when you guys can regroup and try to figure out where you're going to go next. Perfect. Alright. So. I want to get piss drunk as in drunk to the brink of death. Okay, so most of you can regroup tomorrow and Barnack will be hopefully there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe still alive. Yes. yes. <laughs> All right, you guys. Um, thank you for playing. Uh, I know it was a bit shorter, but I think that was a very nice time to end it. Um, yeah, that was uh, heavy stuff. I think you all have something to, to work with. And uh, I'm excited to see what happens next. Terrible, terrible. Can we keep playing? <laughs> yeah. Forever. Yeah, my yeah, let's make it a 10-hour you have, session. like, five extra hours to spend? I mean, I do. <laughs> I have vacation, so I have nowhere to go. <laughs> yeah, but um, I think that's a good point to, to see, and next time we'll get together. I think it'll be a, quite a discussion to see what you guys want to do next, but, you know, you have your goals outlined. So there's uh, Course Father, there's the island, there's other stuff. Uh, that's all been discussed previously, uh, so it's more you guys deciding where you want to go next, and if anybody wants to bring anything to the table and say like, hey, you know, we need to talk about this of what happened today, then of course feel free to do that yeah. as well. Um, Wait, so we're not just supposed to repress those memories? That's up to you. <laughs> I think uh, Myra's probably quite good at repressing things at this point. Um, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but yeah. Um, anyway, um, let's call it there. And... Uh, We'll play next time again and see uh, 
if we can turn this slightly um, depressing party into something a little more <laughs> upbeat, as you guys used to be. <laughs> <laughs> Whose fault is that? What? It's Whose not my fault. fault. Is I have no idea what you mean, you know? I, I run a session and I just see your faces falling. I assume that's your own fault. So um, I'm definitely blameless in everything that ever happened ever. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Of course. All right. Well, I hope you guys had fun. And um, stream, thank you for watching. And we'll see you next time. No questions today, but we'll do a bigger question and answer session after next time and see uh, where we are then. But I think we all have stuff to process for now. So thank you guys for watching and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.